Summer, summer, summer time. <laughs> oh boy. This, I'm going to just tell you right now, this is an episode about nothing. <laughs> um, I'm just going to, like, yeah, I'm going to take a sip of this wonderful coffee. Um, one of my favorite brands, Black Rifle Coffee Company, owned by veterans. Um, I'm having... <laughs> the lava panther (laughs) you know so it's delicious it's like a medium roast maybe a little on you know it's a little on the darker side but it's a medium dark roast um so yeah i'm taking a sip of that and hold on let me take a sip wow all right you know what let's just get into it here's the thing um, have nothing for you this episode. <laughs> I'm just going. I'm just literally hitting record, and I'm ranting. Uh, maybe not ranting, but um, came back from West Virginia in uh, early June, mid, you know, first of June, and uh, I'm in the process of moving. I'm I'm nearing the end of the process of moving. I will be moved into uh, the city of Springfield, Illinois, next week in Lake Town, the Lake Town community. Come on, somebody. Um, super excited about that. The lake is right down the road. And to me, the lake is the best part of Springfield. Now, not to mention all the history, all that stuff. So anyway, not really giving you any like any in-depth content. Just wanted to hit record, say hello, rant about what's going on. I don't want, I keep saying rant. I'm just going to talk about stuff. Just don't want to talk about random stuff. First of all, um, it's been, you know, it's been an emotional roller coaster. Like I really need to talk to you about, about this, um, you know, it's just a lot. Like the Celtics, they went to the the finals. They went to the NBA finals, and then they and then they lost to the Warriors. I mean, like, how can I handle that? Anyway, I don't have much to say about it. I just think um, if you're a sports fan, it was so good to see different teams in the finals this year. I know the Warriors have been there before. Um, from the beginning of the year, I definitely felt like the Warriors were going to be in the championship. There was no other team in my mind in the West that was going to be in the in the championship. And um, I also really felt like if the Celtics beat the Bucks in the playoffs, I really told my friend at church this. Shout out to Troy. What's up, Troy? Um, I really felt like whoever won the Bucks and Celtics series was going to be in the in the finals. Um, and I was right. <laughs> um, but the Celtics, they played really well up until the finals. They they played good two games in the finals. And then, uh, you know, Jason Tatum, man, I don't know who sports fans out there or even if you care if you're listening, but the Jason Tatum, like he's got to get that killer instinct like the whole playoffs. He's like channeling Kobe, like Mamba mentality, Mamba mentality. I've got to, Kobe's my mentor. Kobe's my guy. I texted Kobe and I, like – he literally said he texted Kobe. He's like, "I got you this game." It's like, okay, <laughs> but like, like that that mentality was definitely not shown in the finals. And like, I'm just gonna say, like, Steph Curry's the greatest. Like, he's just he's just hands down the greatest, um, without a doubt. Like, there's nothing that's gonna convince me otherwise. Even like, he's got this. I think he's got the same amount as LeBron. 
uh, uh, championships, but like he's done it, be- he's done it in a better way. And you know, I know you can talk about the Kevin Durant stuff, but I mean, they I, like they were winners even without Kevin Durant. They were winning championships without Kevin Durant. So, I mean, there's that. Like that's my that's my sports rant. I could go on for a lot longer. Uh, but I won't do that to you. But anyway, summer, you know, summer's here. I'm off in the summers. Um, I do have a summer job coming up in July, but it's kind of low key. Uh, just kind of helping out in my school district um, with a work program. Super cool program. Uh, we get to kind of give kids um, in special education a chance to learn the workforce. And so that's going. that's really fun. I done it last year. Um, it's really fun, really uh, cool thing to do. But anyway, so yeah, I've just been in the middle of this move and on my downtime from packing and organizing and doing all the stuff I need to do with this move, I've been digging into classic movies. I've just had like this obsession, like, okay, I want to watch a classic movie a night. I've already watched Top Gun, which I'd watched a long time ago. I've seen it on TNT a lot, but you know, I just kind of sat down and watched it. I've not watched the new Top Gun. First of all, here's the thing: I love movies, and we're going to talk about we're going to here we're going to talk about some bad apples on this pot like on this podcast about movies. Like there's some bad apple movies that have just really grinded my gears uh, the past few days that I've been watching. So anyway, yeah, I've watched Top Gun. Uh, watched the Goonies. Man, I hadn't seen the Goonies in years. I started the night off with the Goonies. Then I watched The Breakfast Club. Now listen, I had not watched The Breakfast Club. I had never watched it in my life. It was so good. Like it was a very good movie. I I just never thought I would really like that movie. And I ended up really liking that movie. So um also watched Cool Runnings. Um not really particularly in this order, but but yeah, and then Days of Thunder. I watched Days of Thunder um, with Tom Cruise again. Man, just another. Here, here's what I didn't know. Before Shake and Bake, before Ricky Bobby, before Talladega Nights, there was Days of Thunder. And and, and uh, what is it, John John C. Riley? He's in Days of Thunder, and he's on the pit crew with Tom Cruise. And man, did they ever make that movie I think it's like 1989, 1990. Did they ever make that movie a Dale Earnhardt versus Jeff Gordon type of feel? Like, like without a doubt. Uh, very good movie. If you like NASCAR, I, I loved it. Like, man, Tom Cruise has got some high-octane movies, even though he's weird and he's a, a, a lizardology or, I mean, a Scientology or whatever you want to call it um, guy. You know, God bless him. Um, so, you know... I mean, it was just a really, it's a really good movie. Um, it's got some really good actors in it as well. Robert Duvall is in that movie. So anyway, yeah, I'm just going through like a movie a day, just watching all kinds of classic movies. And I've got to like, I've got to make some confessions here. Like there are some movies that I've actually not sat down and ever watched all the way through. Um, my good friend Jackson Price got on to me about this, but I have actually never sat down and watched Back to the Future. Any of them. Like, I can tell you things about the movies because I've like I've seen it in passing on, on television and on, on places, but I've actually never 
sat down and watched Back to the Future. So, you know, I'm, I'm doing all that. I'm going through all those movies, you know. Um, <laughs> but, like, something that's just really grinded my gears as a storyteller. Like, well, I, th- I mean, I don't know. I call myself a storyteller. I just love telling stories. Um, I really love telling stories, no matter what type of story it is. Like, if it's a story about my life, I really want to frame it in a way that you're going to enjoy hearing this, this story. You're going to, hear, you're, you're going to enjoy hearing this. So I always kind of look for writing, like good writing, um, you know, in movies. And I, I love summer movies, like the summer blockbusters, like going to the movies in the summer, the place being packed out. Like it's just one of the coolest things ever. So one of the, one of my favorite, up until a point, one of my favorite film franchises um, was the Fast and Furious franchise, up until maybe movie six. After movie six, I was just kind of like, oh my gosh. Um, and I don't even remember what it was called, like Fast Six. I don't know. I know Fast Five. And, and Anyway, so I started, I started back and I started watching. I watched the first Fast and Furious. Man, such a good movie. So well written. It was kind of character driven. Like it was... It was a very, it was good. It was a good movie. It was a good summer blockbuster, and you can tell when you jump from Fast and the Fast and the Furious, when you jump to the from the first movie to the second movie, Too Fast, Too Furious, when they're in Miami and you introduce Tyrese and hey, Rip Walker, Rip, what's his name? Rip, what is Rip Willer? It's Rip Willer from Yellowstone. Sorry, Yellowstone, Yellowstone fans, but the guy who plays Rip in Yellowstone is the bad guy in Too Fast, Too Furious. He's a lot less chunky and a lot less cowboy. But <laughs> um, you could tell that from the first movie to the second movie, they really made some money. And the second movie was a big event. Like you had Ludacris in there, you had Paul Walker back, you had Tyrese, you know, in there. It was an event, um, and you can tell. But then after that, you know, you had. Tokyo Drift. You didn't have Paul Walker in that movie at all. You had some kid from Texas who had a horrible accent. Then you had Bow Wow. Like, who who wants to watch a movie with Bow Wow in it? Like, who wants to listen to music from a guy named Bow Wow? But, like, from that, so that movie was like, oh, boy, you know, this is going to be, this is going to be bad. And it was bad. I hated Tokyo Drift. I thought it was a terrible movie. So then it's like, oh, it ended. But then you got Vin Diesel at the end. Sorry if I'm spoiling it. But then you got Vin Diesel coming in at the end. It's like, oh, man, maybe they're not done with Dominic Toretto. But then you come in with Fast 4, and it's like, okay, they're still, like, we're making it. We're, we're doing it. And it's a pretty good, it's a solid movie. Like, for them to come back and have all these characters, and, and they're back, and they're like, oh, man, they're all back together in the same movie where they're continuing that story. It was a great movie. It was a great event. And then you got Fast Five. You're bringing in all this. And then it's like Fast Six starts this kind of downhill trend. And, gosh, I don't even remember Fast Six. Like, I think it was a good movie. I'm I'm, I'm certain that Seven was the one that Paul Walker wrote off into the sunset. And... um. That was kind of the last one I liked. And I really only liked it because Paul Walker had died in real life. I mean, not that I liked that. But like this, they told a story and it was like, okay, we're going to do this. This is for Paul. This is for Paul. <laughs> and, you know, after that, it's like, man, you should have just ended it. Like, 
let's just end this. And I'm going somewhere here. Anyway, I just felt like the first five movies were were kind of this. They were they were solid. They were solid action movies. But then you get into this stuff. Like then you get into this crazy, outlandish, out of this world, out of bounds storytelling. And I don't even you know I can't even call it storytelling because now it's just like, hey, what can we do in this movie? That was bigger than the last movie. Let's not even worry about characters. Let's not even worry about the story. Let's not even worry about. Let's just make the biggest possible movie. Like now they're flying submarines. And now in the last movie, I went to the movies and seen it. it was still one of the worst experiences in the movie that I've ever had. Like I consider, I think Fast Nine, I still consider that one of the worst like movie purchases, me going to the theaters and sitting through that and trying to watch John Cena and try to see him as a bad guy is unbelievable to me. Like, are you kidding me? Like, for sure, this is a bad... Like, when you're thinking about bad apples in the movie realm, Fast 9 was a bad apple. Fast 8 was a bad apple. So, you know, it just grinds my gears, you know? <laughs> no pun intended. But what grinds my gears the most is they just they, they couldn't continue that street racing world. Like they had to make it like this dude, like the, a submarine jumps out of a water, out of the water. Like what? You got you got the the in Fast Nine you got Tyrese and Ludacris flying a car. Now they're fly, it's a literal car, and they're in space and they're not dying. They're just floating in space. In a normal car. Like, are you kidding me? Like, you strap this car to a rocket and you're floating around in space and you're, and you're, and it's fine. It's just, it's just normal. Like, yeah, we're doing this. How is that even realistic? And the problem is, it's like, okay, okay, okay. I'll give you, it's a movie. It's not really supposed to be realistic, but, but watching it from, because I started from the first one and I've watched, so far, I've watched through Fast Five. Starting from the beginning, looking at what the Fast and the Furious was about, it was just about street racing and stealing VHS players or DVD players, I think it was. Like they were just stealing stuff and street racing, and it was about the cops trying to catch them. Then the two Fast and Furious, they were running some drugs. Same thing. It's all realistic. Uh, Tokyo Drift, very realistic. Fast Four. It's, I mean, it's pretty realistic. You had some stuff in there that was like, eh, okay, but it's an action movie. It's a racing movie. Obviously, these guys are going to be able to do things in cars that other people can't. So I'll give them that. Then you got Fast Five. You bring in The Rock. You bring in Hobbs or whatever his name is in this movie. I think it's Hobbs. And he's the bad guy. But then he turns into the good guy. So you got this really cool bad guy who is the first actual bad guy who's not only a cop like they like they're playing him as the bad guy but he's a he's a cop he's a he's an agent and he is bad to the bone and he's the first what I feel like he's the first real threat to Dominic Toretto like he's old old testament bullets and you know catching the bad guy he's going to get his man it was legit and then they turn him like they turn him into a good guy or, you know, a street racer, he, he becomes part of the family. And I'm like, okay, well now who's your bad guy going to be? 
So then they bring in some other guy, and it's like that's the one thing that I've noticed in these Fast and Furious movies. And listen, I can go on and on because it really annoys me in the storytelling. It's like fast forward, you kill Letty. You kill her, but you don't let her you don't let her stay dead. Like have some guts. If you're going to kill a character, have the guts to keep them dead unless it fits the storyline. Like I'm tired of seeing characters get killed off but then come back in this miraculous fashion like like come on, we seen her blow up. He shot her with a gun. How is she just all of a sudden alive? Then like I'm trying to stay on task here cuz it's just so annoying in the storytelling aspect of it. But like, it's just so far fetched. Like you're st- like after Fast Five, I think they just really went off the rails. Like we're just going to keep making movies, you know. And I'm and I'm thinking, what happened to just the normal street racing? Like what happened to this world? Why is it now espionage and the spies and all these like crazy off the wall storylines where you're going to fly cars and you got all these high tech, this high tech stuff that not even the military has? Like like where did this come from? So it's just super annoying in that in that regard because it's like, man, you know, you could really be doing some good stuff and really keep on with the writing. Like I understand, like in Fast Five, he he drove a car off of a bridge, and he rode the car and then jumped off of the car and went into water. Okay, I can see that. That's you know, for an action movie, that's realistic. But you're making Dominic Toretto. Seem like he's a greater action star than Rambo or John McClane or Chuck Norris. Like, the, like he's not Rambo. He's not John McClane. I and mean, if John McClane isn't flying rockets up into space and driving and floating cars up into the galaxies of space, then I don't feel like Dominic Toretto should be doing it either. <laughs> you know? So I just really feel like, and this is with the whole, like, there's another Fast and Furious coming and, like, now they got Jason Momoa, and now they're saying he's going to be a bad guy. But they brought in John Cena. He was a bad guy. Then he turned into the good guy. Then you had the Shaw guy, Jason Statham. He was a bad guy, and he was another really good bad guy. I was I was excited for him to be the bad guy. But guess what? They turned him into a good guy, and he started working with Hobbs, which is The Rock's character. Now they're bringing in Jason Momoa, and he's supposed to be a bad guy. But now what's going to happen is he's going to realize that everybody's La Familia, and he's going to turn into the good guy. Yeah, like, like everybody, like, why not just keep the good and the bad? Like, the, the, I feel like the beauty of movies and the beauty of storytelling is that dichotomy. Is it dichotomy? Like, it's that good versus evil. Like, that's what I want to see. I don't want to see evil always turning into good. Like, I want to see evil be defeated, not by turning good. I want to see good legitimately defeat evil. Because you can't have a guy be evil in one movie, completely this just horrible bad guy, and then all of a sudden he just, oh, man, you're right. Familia, I love you, Dom. And it's just like, what are you What are you even saying? And then it's like, all of the all of the drama, and I don't really get into like Hollywood drama, um, but like some stuff I just follow, like movie news I follow, and all of the news and all of the um, gossip, or I don't know gossip, but all the drama that has surrounded the Fast movies, the Fast and Furious movies with with Vin Diesel, it's just so disappointing. Like it's so disappointing to hear how much of a sissy he really is. Like. 
he won't come out of his dressing room and he won't come out of his trailer. And like, that is so depressing. Like this dude, like I can't, I just can't look at it the same anymore. But anyway, you know, that's the, <laughs> so that's where, that's where I am in my life. Okay. I'm completely annoyed at the Fast and Furious movies, but it's my fault that I started even uh, watching them. You know, I wanted to watch those summer blockbusters because, man, they're for a while. Every like late May, like Labor Day, or not Labor Day, but Memorial Day, I think, there was like a Fast and Furious movie. And um, obviously not every year, but when they would release, it was that late May, early June, you know, that time frame where it was the kickoff to summer and they had a Fast and Furious movie. And one of the funnest things to do was to go to the movies have it completely was put completely packed out. Get the popcorn. Enjoy this crazy ride of a movie. But now it's just like, okay, like you started, you started with ten second cars, and you started with American Muscle, and you started with these Subarus, and now you're flying a rocket and launching a car into space, and that car is now floating. And you're taking out satellites and you have these weapons of mass destruction. Like, what are you even saying? Like, why? Why are the street racers now so involved into like espionage and like, you know, national security? Like, are you kidding me? And it's like you and again I go back to the thing you can't keep a character dead like you kill Han in Tokyo Drift but then you bring him back. So it's like all of that emotion was for nothing. You kill Letty in Fast 4, you bring her back I think in in at the end of 5 and she comes back in 6 or 7 I don't remember but like why not you know not insult our intelligence and our emotions when watching a movie and telling a story. Have the guts and listen, I'm sure that the writers and the producers and the stars are going to be listening to this podcast. So let me just tell you, you're really, really annoying the people who watch your movies. <laughs> but anyway, that's just my uh, current Bad Apple uh, review of movies. Like that's that's. The, what are the bad apples of movies right now? To me right now, it's the fast. Because they just keep on with it. Like They just keep on and keep on and keep on. It's like, dude, you're at, you're at 10 movies. What action franchise? Please tell me what action franchise went to 10 movies. Which one? I can't think of one off the top of my head. Maybe. like you, I mean, you got horror movies that definitely went 10, right? I think Jason went, uh, the Jason Voorhees, I think that went 10 movies. Maybe. But what action movie franchise went 10 movies? Like, are you kidding me? Kill it. Like, let the, let the characters ride off into the sunset. Like, and, and what's crazy is they couldn't even let Paul Walker's character maybe have this, you know, I know they wanted to kind of, I know they didn't want to kill him off in the movies. I know they didn't want to do that to his character, but... Now they're having to like mention him or have CGI kind of play him. Like in the Fast Nine, they showed like the backside of him, and it looked like obviously it looked like him. 
But it's like, dude, just let him be. Like, let that be. They can't even do that. Like, they can't. The, the guy is passed. He's passed away in real life, and they can't even let the character right off into the sunset without continuing to mention him. And it's just like, you know, oh my goodness. I don't know. But anyway, that's like, like I said, that's my bad apples review of movies right now. You know, um, and again, I just wanted to, I just wanted to jump on here and share my life with you, share this moment with you and share what's going on in my world. Um, I'm moving, so I'm trying to do some things low key. Um, and so that's where we are. Um, so yeah, but, uh, I, I love movies. Um, I'm excited for movies that are coming out on the side. There's a lot of new movies out right now, but, um, but anyway, you know, that, that's me. Um, you get into movies and you can talk about the bad apples, but you can talk about the good apples too when it comes to movies. Um, I'm not, I, like, I don't even, maybe this is another whole other, other episode, um, but like top five movies, you can go so many different ways with my top five movies. Like, that's the toughest question anybody can ever ask me. Like, what's your top five favorite movies? Because like right now, like I consider myself a movie buff, but in all honesty, like I'm not a movie buff compared to real movie buffs. Cause I, like I have a log of videos or of, of movies that I've watched and rated and it's only at like 1600 movies. And I do feel like there's more than that. I just can't think of them all, but <laughs> like, like trying to pick a top five out of all of those movies it's one of the difficult. It's one of the most difficult things because, like, you can break it up into genre, you can break it up into different compartments. Um, like, I'm not. I'm. I'm just gonna be honest. I'm not gonna put a comedy in my top five movies of all time. You know, I'm also not gonna put a superhero movie. Like, I think The Dark Knight rates as one of the greatest movies ever. Like, from a storytelling, you know, perspective, from a from a production aspect from a character aspect from just everything the dark knight is one of the greatest movies of all time it's pro- i look back on my life it was probably one of the greatest events of a movie that i have ever been to um i remember going and seeing it i remember going and watching a harry potter movie i had never seen a harry potter movie i remember going and watching a harry potter movie just because i heard that there was going to be a trailer of the dark Knight on that movie. And I wanted to see the trailer on the big screen. Then I went and watched the movie once. And then I went and watched it again. Then of course I bought it. Then of course I bought the special edition of it. Like to me, one of my favorite movies ever, but I'm not really going to put it in my top five. Like just because it's a superhero movie and I just feel like it stands alone, you know, but it's, I mean, it's great in every regard. Like in every aspect of it, it's fantastic. I don't think there's a bad part of the Dark Knight. Um, and you, when you hold it up against the new Batman movie, man, I don't know. Like I just feel like the new Batman movie was more of a Batman movie. But am I going to say the Batman is better than the Dark Knight? Some people will. I mean, we'll we'll wait and see what they do with it. But I definitely feel like it's on trend. It's on track to maybe be better than the. Um, the Dark Knight trilogy, um, just because it's so, it's so more kind of comic based, comic book based. It's so much more of a Batman movie, um, you know, rather than a guy who's trying to stop bad guys. I, I just feel like Christopher Nolan done an amazing job 
at reimagining what a Batman movie could be. So, you know, my top five would probably be number one is sealed, I think. Um, and I've kind of adopted this as, uh, as the years have gone on, but my top, top movie ever, Oh, I think would be Reservoir Dogs. Um, Quentin Tarantino, one of his early movies. Oh man, such a good movie, such good character work, such good storytelling, like any Quentin Tarantino movie. There's actually only been one Quentin Tarantino movie that I've considered to not like and not like is even like a strong way to put it. Like I just liked it less and that's once upon a time in Hollywood. And that's just because it was so long and nothing really happened until the last 15 minutes. So I'm just like, man, you know what? And so it was, a, it wasn't a bad movie. I think it got some nods at, um, award shows and then maybe it won. I think it actually did win, but anyway, um, definitely reservoir dog was my top number one movie. And it, it actually took the place of my number two movie, which is Man on Fire. Denzel, absolutely one of the best movies I've ever watched him um, act in is is Man on Fire. Um, it's not everybody's favorite Denzel movie. Like I know people mention Training Day and American Gangster, and you know he's got a lot of really good movies. And Training Day is probably a better overall movie, but to me. You know, it's my top five. So to me, Man on Fire is just one of those movies that's just incredible. I love a good revenge or, you know, that type of story. Man, like John Wick, come on now. You're talking about action movies. You're talking about simple storytelling. The dude loved the dog. The dude's dog was dead. The guy went after everybody that killed the dog. Like that is simple storytelling, and it they backed it up with great character work in John Wick. Of course, Keanu Reeves, come on, he's amazing. But like stuff like that, I love, and that's kind of how Man on Fire is. Like he's out to save this girl. You know, the girl they think the girl's dead. He goes on a absolute, um, you know, scorch the earth to to avenge the girl. Then they find out. You know, I don't want to give it away, but anyway. But then, like number three, like three, four, and five is where it gets tricky for me because I got to put The Godfather in there, but I can't put Godfather two or three all in my top five. So I'm going to just put the Godfather trilogy in the number three spot. But then number four, like, do I put Goodfellas? Cause it's an, it's a, it's an incredible movie. It's an amazing movie. One of my favorite movies. So I'm going to, I'm like, I'm going to say Goodfellas is number four, but then number five is where it really gets, Oh, it really gets tricky. And you know, I'm you know, you're probably thinking, why am I still if if you if you if you even are still listening to this, why am I why are you still listening to this and why do I put so much thought into this? This is how my brain works. My brain works in playlists, um uh, movie top, you know, top movie lists, um song lyrics, all, like all that stuff. That's how my brain works. Um Man, I can throw a playlist of like a thousand songs together in a solid hour. And I'm telling you, it's it's legit. I have a lot of playlists right now. But anyway, that's another that's a whole nother conversation. My number five, top five movie, you know, you can go so many different ways with this. I mean, yeah, you got movies like Shawshank Redemption. I'm not gonna put that in my top five, but you got movies like that. You got movies like Forrest Gump, you got movies like 
all of these great, great movies. Titanic. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I hated that movie. Anyway, um, my top five. To, to close out my top five, I would probably go Tombstone. Tombstone is just one of those movies... Again, it's great storytelling, it's great action, it's great character work. It's got all of the all the above. I would yeah, Tombstone would have to be number 5, but then man, you got movies like Gladiator, which would definitely be a solid choice for a top 5. Um and I love Gladiator would definitely be like a number 6. If I was doing a top 10, that would be number 6. And I would throw The Dark Knight in as well, if I'm doing a top 10, I would throw that in. Um, but yeah, like that's just that there's a whole, there's a whole, you can compartmentalize that as well into, okay, what's your top five Westerns? What's your top five mafia movies? Like definitely Godfather, definitely Goodfellas, definitely Casino. Casino is a very good mafia movie type. Um, then you got, um, Oh, what other uh, Scarface is a good kind of mob mafia that type of movie. Um, Scarface is good, always good to see Al Pacino in that type of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can go so many different ways. Um, like you got to think about um, when you're thinking about westerns, like you're thinking about Tombstone. But man, what about um, Fistful of Dollars, Clint Eastwood? What about Unforgiven, Clint Eastwood? Lonesome Dove, I don't know if you consider that a movie. It's more like a miniseries because of how long it is, but Lonesome Dove was a great um, great movie. A Western that I think is really underrated, but it's still really good, is 310 to Yuma with Russell Crowe and Christian Bell. Um, such a good movie. But anyway, I could rant to you so long about movies. Like Maybe we'll just turn this podcast into a movie uh, podcast. <laughs> just joking. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just really excited about everything that's coming up with the podcast. Um, I have a lot of guests coming up, some, some returning, some new ones that I'm really just excited to sit down and have conversations with. Um, I'm excited about the content. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm just super pumped. Like th- this kind of turned into a thing that I didn't really expect it to be. I just kind of wanted to hit record and uh, unload some stuff that was on my mind. And it just kind of turned into this really cool thing that people are listening to. And so this episode is about nothing. And it's literally just to, um, you know, give you a filler until July when all the new episodes kind of start back. Paulo says hi. Um, you know, uh, the coffee is still good. The coffee is still hot. Um, praying for each and everybody that listens. I love you. God loves you. This is the Bad Apples Podcast.